and that lets you save the Who cares? True form life. Green look on <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. I'm your host, True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. Today we're talking about being kind. A quick thank you to the store owners out there and my own personal guarantee. All that and so much more coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert on 96.5 CKFM. Recently, I had a couple of questions about guarantees in my business, which actually comes up a lot. It's normal though. Most people want guarantees. They want you to tell them what they want to hear. Unfortunately, businesses get people to buy their products. And again, unfortunately, many times they aren't telling the whole truth. There's something in the small writing or there isn't a straight line. My real talk or honest approach or plain straightforward way probably isn't the best approach, but again, it's mine. So I'll stick with it. Sometimes I get the question, what can you guarantee me? My response, nothing. That's the truth. I can't. So why would I say I can't? But let me tell you why I can't make a guarantee. And then I'll tell you what I actually can. How can I say, if you sign up with me, you'll be fitter, lose weight, be happy, gain muscles, gain confidence, blah, blah, blah. You heard it all before. What happens if a potential client rolls around, signs up for great service, and promptly does absolutely nothing I suggest, requires, hold for, etc.? Will they get results? No. What if someone signs up that's really motivated, really excited, jumps in with two feet, and two weeks in they realize this is work. It does require effort, and suddenly time gets in the way. I got a new job. The kids are sick. I don't have energy. That's right. The ugly excuse monster rears its head. I can't be with a client 24 hours a day. Therefore, there's trust involved. They trust me to help them reach their goals just as I trust them to do what's asked. Now, this is what I can guarantee. First off, my service for classes, one-on-one, or anything I do that I charge money for is 100% money-back guarantee if you're unhappy with the service. I strongly believe in this. If I go out of my way to buy something at a store and it's a piece of junk, I take it out of the box, it breaks, or the advertisement was misleading, I don't want it. I want to bring it back, and I expect a full refund. There's no difference with my service. If someone wants their money back and doesn't want to continue with me, why should I try to make them? Why wouldn't I give them their money back? I'd lose business word of mouth, along with dealing with someone who doesn't want my services until their membership runs out. Of course, this is a marketing scheme as well. People want to hear the word guarantee. They want to hear 100% money back. I mean, how many people ask for it? Not many. But I really do believe in it. If someone does want their money back, I'd be happy to give it to them. No questions asked. No hard feelings. Maybe we could work together in another way in the future. I told someone this the other day, and they said, that's dangerous. What if everyone wants their money back? My answer, then I'm in the wrong profession. And lastly, what's more, what I can guarantee is that I'll put in every ounce of effort into a customer that they put in themselves. Through resources and dedication, I'll do everything it takes to help someone reach their goals. I start early and I'm often up late figuring out ways to figure out more, find better exercises, meal plans, whatever else I can offer. This is all directed at those who use my services, those who sign up, those who make the effort, those that are committed. Someone tell me how to make a marketing scheme for this write-up. Tell me what kind of guarantee I can say when someone asks me. What should I say that would get across my commitment? That some nights I lie wide awake wondering how I can help someone reach their goals. How to solve a problem. I am good at what I do. I will produce results. And sooner or later, there'll come a time when those who won't give me what I give them will have to look somewhere else. There's going to come a time when someone asks, what can you guarantee me? My reply will be, 
What can you guarantee me? I just cleaned my car. I like to keep my car clean. I'm not always organized, not as much as I'd like to be, but I like it that way. Once in a while, I get a comment on my car. I know this is sounding superficial, but I'm getting to a point. People mostly comment on how clean it is. I feel good when my car is clean. You know when you jump out of the shower, maybe freshly shaved? Sorry, ladies, I'm not sure what the equivalent of that would be. But you feel fresh and new, like you've shaken off whatever you're carrying around. A new start, just for that few minutes. That's how I feel every time I sit in a freshly clean car. Cars don't mean anything. I mean, they do to some people. They're a sign of accomplishment, a sign of success to some. They drive them and some that watch them drive by. But really, a car doesn't mean anything. Living in Los Angeles, the capital superficial of possessions, you don't have to go far to pass by a shack or slums and see a brand new car sitting out front. Owned by the people living in a home or area that costs less than the actual car, it doesn't matter what kind of car you have. You could drive the lowest end car, but if you treat it well, it will treat you well. You can still keep a clean car. You can still pamper like a new Cadillac. Cars aren't what I'm talking about, though. It's attention to detail. It's how you handle yourself. I don't keep a clean car because I want a clean car. I do it because of how it makes me feel. I do it because that's how I carry myself. I enjoy sitting in a nice car. It makes me feel good. It's not acceptable for me to have food wrappers or bottles laying on the floor. Dirt, grass, leaves, or crumbs, they're not welcome to stay very long. A visit? Now that's okay, as long as they don't settle in. We want better things in life. We want happiness. We want pleasure. We want friends. We want to get along with family. But we aren't willing to pay attention to the smaller details. We don't appreciate what we have, and we don't take care of the things we have. This has a lot to do with what we accept and what we don't accept out of life. We choose to carry ourselves in a certain way. We could choose to present ourselves to the best of our ability every day, to progress and continually improve on ourselves day in and day out. And for those that are still wrapped around my initial car comments, <laughs> you can choose to keep a clean car. All these choices in our life are ours. They're ours to own. They're ours to have. We can choose to control them or we can choose to let them control us. Regardless of any of what I just said, we get exactly what we demand out of life. True form life. I've always had a problem with procrastination. I think most people do. That's why we do things at the last minute. There could be absolutely nothing keeping us from getting something done early, but we still wait. When I was in college, I self-proclaimed myself the king of cram. It didn't matter how much time I had for a project or paper. You can bet the last week, that's when I started. Not only that, more times than not, I didn't finish till the night before. If I was studying for an exam, the preparation was no different. We all know what it feels like to get something done early. We don't have anything in the back of our minds lingering, no worries or stress. Sometimes we'll do absolutely everything else except exactly what we should be doing. It doesn't make much sense, does it? When we're prepared, when we have nothing to worry about, we feel free. Nothing weighs us down. When we have a number of projects to prepare for, we feel like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. I'm sure we can all relate to the feeling when that big project is over, our presentation is finished, or we're fully prepared for whatever's been on our minds, for however long we've been procrastinating for. We have a newfound energy. We feel lighter. We almost want to celebrate, and sometimes do. So why do we procrastinate? Why don't we get ahead of our projects and do them right away? I can't speak for everyone, but I quickly found out I perform my best when I'm under pressure. When something's on the line, when I absolutely have to figure something out or get something done, I feel like I'm at my best. Racing against the clock gives me that push I need to not only complete a project, but to focus all of my efforts into completing whatever it is to the best of my ability. Of course, everyone is different. Not everyone performs their best under pressure. Not everyone waits till the last minute. And clearly, 
Last-minute projects with little time to complete tasks often lack quality. I don't recommend doing everything at the last minute, but I do recommend finding out what kind of person you are and seeing what methods work best for you. Regardless of whether you're doing a last-minute project, we'd all be better off if we prepared a little more. How about always feeling the lighter sense of relief or satisfaction early in the week instead of being weighed down by constant pressure? How about starting projects before you have to? And how about getting ahead instead of behind? Far too many of us live with stress we don't need in our lives. I believe little things like projects finished ahead of time will be a big difference in our stress levels and quality of life as a whole. Try it out. You never know which method will work best for you until you weigh your options. You might find yourself feeling a whole lot healthier with less things on your mind, which in the big scheme of things is worth more than time wasted looking for other things to do. Exploring mind and body with True Form's Drew Taddea would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. Lens Chiropractic, AG Foods in Gidsbury, CLC Fitness Center, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart. Working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, Drew Taddea, or how to become a sponsor of Exploring Mind and Body, visit trueformlife.com. Be kind. Putting action into these words can be difficult, can it? Be kind. Two very simple words with a whole lot of meaning. These words can be used as a mantra, repeated over and over again until something resonates. It's easy to be mean. It's easy to be angry at people. It's easy to be unforgiving and ugly at times. Come on now. We all know at times it's easy to be just plain mean. I'm not anyone to judge. I'm hard on people. There's no one that's harder on myself than me, but I expect a lot. I know that. We're all our own worst critic. I also give a lot though. Which doesn't mean I, or others like me, should be exempt from being kind. I try to do my best all the time. I try to be a good person and offer the best kind of service with whatever it is I'm doing. So that's what I expect in return. At times I lose patience with someone, being a person, a business or service, or anyone really, if I don't agree with the way they approach something. I have to remind myself to be kind. What if the person is doing the best they possibly can with what they have to work with? What if someone is putting in late hours or a whole lot of time and still can't get the results you're asking for? What if they were never taught how to be polite or friendly? What if they just don't know? Are these reasons to get mad at someone? Are these reasons to lose patience or common courtesies for something a person doesn't even know they're doing or aren't doing? Of course not, but we do it every day. I do it, so I remind myself, be kind. All it takes is effort, really. Effort I'm willing to do because I'd like people to be kind to me. I'd like people to understand if there's something I can't figure out or if I'm doing the absolute best I can. We might be having a bad day. We might not be seeing eye to eye with our spouse or kids, but that shouldn't affect the way we treat others, especially if they have nothing to do with why we're upset. Ever lose control of your emotions towards someone that was doing something they do all the time, but at that particular moment, you're annoyed, so they suffer the brunt of it? I'm sure we all have at some point. We may not all notice, but I bet we notice it when we're on the receiving end. It's important to remind ourselves to be kind and treat others how we want to be treated. I know we've all heard that before, and many people would say that's not possible all the time. But what we can do is remind ourselves to be kind, especially when it seems we're on our last nerve. It's all about conditioning ourselves. How do we react when someone does something to us? How do we react in any given situation? Some people laugh out loud because that was accepted when they were a child. Some people snicker or don't laugh at all, even though they thought something was funny. Some people say thank you when something is given to them, and some people say you're welcome in return. In both cases, some people don't say either. What's this all about? It's all about how our reactions are and how we are conditioned. Have you ever woken up in a bad mood 
Then it seemed like a chain of events when the day never got better because you're so busy focusing on what wasn't going well. Rush through one thing, then the next. Get mad at a coworker or family member for something trivial just because we're in a bad mood. Then what's next? Nothing good, that's for sure. If we blow up every time someone does something we don't agree with, who are we? Where are we? We aren't better off, that's for sure. We aren't in control of our emotions when we let someone or something else control our future. Take that control back. Make your emotions your own again and take the high road instead of lowering your quality of life. It takes a whole lot more effort to be upset than it does to be happy. Some people actually get tired of being unhappy or angry. Think about it. Walking around all day grumpy with all kinds of stress weighing you down compared to feeling light and stress-free, happy with a smile and not a care in the world, which one do you think takes more effort? Which one would you rather be? We've conditioned ourselves to react a certain way when we're upset. These reactions have been ingrained in us for years, but that doesn't mean we can't change them. With simple reminders like be kind, when a situation comes up that would normally set us off, this is a great way to think about it. Recondition ourselves and train our minds and bodies to let go, not clench up, and move on like nothing's happened. If we could only remember to be kind, we would be much better off. We could control our emotions. We could let things roll off our backs. We would be understanding, and we'd be happier in general. Of course, that's easier said than done. But with most things in life, things that are worth doing, it's going to take time and constant effort to make a change in our lives. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some reminding until it's a habit, but a habit worth working on and keeping for a lifetime. I've been fortunate enough to run a business without a storefront, without employees, for the most part, for now. I know it's not easy to rent or own a building. You have to make sure you cover the rent first and foremost before anything else gets paid. Then you have employees to manage. Of course, there's customers and so on. On top of all that, it seems like everyone wants something from a store owner. They want to sell you something. They want you to carry their product. People want donations. Then, of course, most times you hear from people when they want better products, better customer service, etc., and rarely any appreciation. I don't like asking for things in general. I especially don't like asking store owners for things because I know some days they're constantly bombarded with wants. I still have to at times, which is difficult for me. I ask for sponsors for this show right here. Otherwise, you wouldn't be hearing it. And with my Complete Truth Protein product, that's a whole new learning adventure talking to owners about carrying it. But I do consciously try to not ask for things from store owners, which probably isn't the best way to go about it. One of the things I didn't or don't like doing is going into a store and asking if I can put up a poster. It seems like anyone that's doing anything is asking to put up a poster. And of course, one more thing to run by the owner. For the first time, about 45 shows in, I had some exploring mind and body posters put up. I figure so many people are asking to put up posters, owners aren't interested in more junk mail on their windows. Again, probably not the best attitude, which may come from the unwelcoming committee when I first started, being new and down, which is another subject on its own. But nonetheless, I didn't put much thought into making or asking posters to be put up. Of course, you still have the grumpy people. You have the people that aren't interested and the people that won't give you the time of day. But there will always be those people. To my surprise, most owners were friendly and were welcoming. Most people didn't mind posters being put up at all. In fact, there are even some people excited about hearing about the show for the first time and interested in learning about it, which is kind of funny being 45 shows in. But again, that whole marketing awareness thing is my part. I have to remind myself when I'm looking for a sponsor or when I'm trying to create awareness about the show or product that it's for good. I have to remind myself what the main purpose of this show is and what True Form is about. It's to inform, improve health, and quality of life in general. I have to remind myself I don't do spam. There's no products being pushed here. 
is it resources and information that we're trying to get across? I think we all need to remind ourselves if you're trying to do good, people that are selling worthless products, the people that are trying to take advantage, and the people that don't have anything to do with good or honesty don't have a problem being loud or pushing their sales or products. I'm not saying pressure sales is a good thing. All I'm saying is if we don't speak up or let people know that we're actually trying to do good, those of us that are real and have quality products, if we don't make our voices heard, we'll be pushed aside by those who don't. To the store owners and managers and everyone else that supports and encourages not only the show, but honest people and quality products, those that welcomed our posters and are excited to hear about what True Form is doing, I want to say thank you for helping us reach more people. Thanks to the sponsors for making this show possible. And thanks for the listeners for helping us make a difference. True Form Life. That's all we have for you this evening. As always, I'm your host, True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. For more on True Form's Drew Tadia, visit trueformlife.com or call 403-510-4915. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia would not be possible without GDK Gravel and Sand. They've got the best rock for your road. Call them today, 1-877-335-2091. That's 1-877-335-2091.